Well, hello there, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Review. This is for Podcast 1266, Ben Anderson, the war journalist. Uh, This goes freaking Joe out. Um, If you haven't listened to this one yet, um, it is one of those things where you realize, one, your job is boring, and two, uh, there is some really dangerous shit out there. Dangerous jobs, dangerous times, and uh, it's fucking difficult, you know? This guy is... It really is the reason that the people that go off the wall need to be saluted, you know, and given some some respect and honor. It's it's uh, it's fucking tough out there, and uh, he's come back with some ideas and some stresses and some ways to fix himself, and uh, talks about it with Joe. So let's start this review. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Review, where each week I review every single episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. What more do you want? Ben has traveled all over. He's been to Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria, and really all the dangerous places, reporting on life and being shot at and what war does, and you name it, for many, many years. And sadly, Ben suffers from... PTSD, as you would imagine he would, like many troops getting back from this stuff. Uh, He's figuring out his own ride through it, too. One thing he was talking about is MDMA therapy. MDMA. There we go. I think that's it. So ecstasy, right? Not just the drug from the 90s that allows you to dance like a complete asshole while raving, but also potentially a good therapy for people with PTSD and other traumatic events in their lives. Uh, How Ben said that it kind of works, and I'll just paraphrase it, you're going to listen to Joe's podcast anyway, is that it just allows you to think about this awful thing without the attached super negative emotion because you're in a better mood for that period of time. Anyone that's done it, raise your hands, me, I have, then you'll know that it kind of does allow you to have an ultimately optimistic viewpoint for a few hours for sure. I don't really know how long it lasts, like four or five hours, whatever. I guess it depends how much you take. But you know, it's getting approved. Even Fox News did a bit on it. They're saying, yes, it's good for people that need uh, that help. It's just been the stigma that it's the rave drug, you know. But I think originally MDMA was produced to to be therapy. I think I think they saw it as an antidepressant, but they got rid of it in like the sixties or seventies, and then it became illegal because uh, you know they just decided that it wasn't good for that therapy. And then you know people that like to party got a hold of it because uh, it's it's fun time. It's fun time, people. Um, so, yeah, now we can use it to uh, to help these people, which is great, right? Because nothing has been all that beneficial for people with PTSD, and that's fucking brutal. It's uh, absolutely brutal. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think there's going to be a resurgence in the rave scene, and uh, things are going to pick up. There's going to be a party out there. People are going to be feeling better. Like I said earlier, this guy kind of was freaking Joe out. It was one of those conversations that joe has oftentimes he's talking to like extreme athletes so you name it whether it's like squirrel suit skydivers or fucking mountain climbers or you you know all those things just joe gets a bit overwhelmed and freaked out by it. and you know no doubt 
right? No doubt. They talk a little bit about kind of the some of the major issues out there. I mean, gun violence, the mass shootings, what's going to happen with it, the desensitization of all of it. I mean, it's like, you know, what what can be done? What is going on? You know, and I, and I I almost feel like all of us know a couple of people that we're like, hmm, that guy, fucking John, yeah, he might he might be a a, a mass shooter one day, you know, and I, and I think that's what happens. I think once these fucking lunatics go off the deep end and end up doing it, it's not always a huge surprise to the people that know him. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it, I they always look insane, don't they? It was a completely mad. And I think the people that knew him, you know, had a sneaky feeling they were going to fucking lose it one day. So, yeah, be nice to those people, right? You don't want to be fucking in, you don't want to be in their way. It'd be, it'd be a, a mess. You talk a lot about how everyone's kind of on their phones at the moment, you know? It's almost like a movie. Everyone's always on their phones. Why is that? What's going on? You know, this social media, you just glued to it. You can't get away. Just one meme after another, 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 another picture, another Instagram post, another, you know, and I've been guilty of it. I see it. You know, you're just bored and you're just flipping through stuff. But it's like, what joy is anyone getting out of it? Are you enjoying yourself more than it? And then if you didn't pick up the damn thing, what are you even looking at? What are people looking at? Are people following experts? Are you following like, you know, the Elon Musks of the world or, or like geniuses that are teaching you something? Or are you just looking at, I don't know, cute dogs in backpacks, you know, or people slipping over on the ice. It's like, what are we watching? And is that entertainment necessary? I mean, you know, it almost goes back to the PTSD of regular life. Are people even enjoying themselves all that much? And if the answer is not always because they don't like their jobs, they don't like other things, well, you know, is is social media even helping at all? It's a bit of an escape for sure. But uh, what value is that? There's a great video recently. I don't know if you guys seen it. Kyle Dunnigan, who's a comedian that Joe loves to follow on Instagram. He's fucking hilarious. And he has this video with uh, that he does like the face swapping. And it's Elon Musk and then Caitlyn Jenner and Kylie Jenner. And they're talking on it. And you've got to check it out because it's just like comparing billionaire to billionaire. And he makes some very funny points about like all the things he's invented and what she did to get there right it's it it just cracks me up and it's so funny and i think it sums up a lot of what's going on with with like where people are paying attention you know some of these people out there have hundreds of millions of followers and then you look at what their content is and it's just like well what are they doing with it like even the rock super inspiring guy for sure but, you know, 80% of his posts are just him, like, lifting some weights. That's cool, right? Um, but it seems like a lot of people are looking at that. Could could there be a different message? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Do whatever you want. He's the rock. He can fucking do whatever he wants. He can just eat sushi and just show you if he wants to. Uh, they talk some about reporting from brazil like life down in brazil uh ben spent some time down there and uh and he says that in you know look i've always wanted to go down there it would be amazing to train brazilian jiu-jitsu down there some legends of sport have come out of that place but i think a lot of us know it's fucked up place it's dangerous you could get robbed could get shot there's violence it's fucked up 
and you don't always know how much. And when he talked about when the World Cup was down there, they didn't. Uh, they covered up a lot of things. They put billboards in up up in front of the um, like the poor towns and and the poor areas so people couldn't see them. And then people were, you know, shot left and right for being like police informants and just tons of like brutal shit has happened down there and you know what happens years later once uh, the world cup is over and life moves on is all this stuff kind of collapses around you so these people are just left uh to kind of struggle through things and it seems like a theme when these poor countries put on the olympics they just hide up the hide the bits that are awful you know they don't want you to see it it's just these crazy bits of propaganda but it only makes sense right what what do we expect them to do show it off be like, hey, meet our poor. They're fantastic. You know, it's it's nuts. It really is. But again, you know, this guy, Ben, and what really struck me about him is he has to get in the mix. He has no choice. He's got to get his feet wet. He's got to get in there. He's got to stand in front of that camera or hold the camera and shoot these ugly scenes right up close, putting himself in danger. You know, fuck. I mean, it's the only way to get that information to you. But you wonder why. What's the drive? What gets them there? You know, why do we have to have somebody stood in front of the burning car to report on it or stood in the midst of a huge flood just to be like, by the way, there was a flood here? You know, why can't they do it from the safe distance of like a van or a studio like 40 miles away? I mean, is it more appealing that somebody's right on the action? I mean, sure, we want the shot, right? We want to see it. We want to get kind of get in the mix. It's exciting. It's what gets people to tune in. But I don't think we need the reporter stood there, especially if he's getting shot at. That shit seems completely unnecessary. But again, they bring us truth, whether we want it or not. I mean, it's hard to get anything that's unbiased, but... I mean, that's as close to non-fake news as you can get. That's real news. Real ugly truth of news. And, uh, yeah, fuck. Fair play to Ben. He's a legend. And I hope that his therapy with taking ecstasy works great. He raves up. His PTSD goes away. And uh, he can really just crack on with his life. But check out the conversation. It's expiring shit. If you think your job sucks now, think about what he had to do. And, hey, who knows? Maybe it inspire you to be a, a war reporter. Best of luck. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you. Peace.